And right now we continue focusing on education and what needs to be done to ensure that this sector remains robust and uh, we up the quality of our education offering. We are joined right now by Jeremy Gibbon, who's the director at a JGF, a Jake's Girl Fellowship, and a former high school principal. Jeremy, thank you very much for joining us. You're most welcome. Good evening, Patricia, and evening to all the listeners. Thank you so much for this uh, wonderful opportunity to join in this important conversation. Talking about uh, what we are facing as a globe, uh, the pandemic, COVID-19, changed the way we do absolutely everything from the way we interact with each other, the way business is done. But importantly, it's changed the way that uh, education is being delivered. Let's talk about how big these changes have been and the role that teachers uh, had to play in adjusting to these changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, I, I think, um, Patricia, uh, you know, the shutdown came so quickly that uh, that really it, it caught almost everybody by surprise in the education sector. And so uh, we moved very swiftly from a, a kind of mode of interaction, a usual classroom teaching that we were all very used to, uh, to uh, a whole host of kind of emergency uh, teaching and learning situations. Um, and, and I think the speed caught caught many of us uh, off guard. I think in, in retrospect, and, and many of the commentators said this early on, in, in South Africa, you know, the, the, the lockdown really just exacerbated uh, the inequality that's inherent in our system. And so those schools who are well-resourced uh, and have easy access to technology, you know, many of them carried on with very little interruption. Um, they were very quickly onto some kind of online platform, uh, many with with uh, video lessons continuing and uh, and and for those students uh, education continued almost uninterrupted um, but of course that's a tiny minority of students in our country and and so those who don't have access to those kinds of resources uh, experience a significant disruption to their learning and in Kosinati obviously highlighted that in the incredible role that Prime Stars played. So really, the, the role of the teacher, I think, uh, uh, is absolutely central to the way in which we're able to leverage the resources we do have access to, to respond uh, to this kind of critical change in the way that teaching and learning is happening uh, in the country. Now, you know, another thing that has become very apparent to us is the fact that technology needs to be employed within our education system if we are to see it um, remaining at a level that is uh, sustainable with the fourth industrial revolution. How important is it for educators in the system right now to upskill themselves when it comes to technology so they can deliver in new methods of education and also for the new students who are going to be coming out of the higher education system mm. into mm. the working world? Absolutely. This is such a critical part of our initial teacher education um, and the way in which we provide uh, in-service training to our current teachers. You know, I think the interesting uh, reflection was that uh, not only in education, in in a whole host of areas, uh, COVID-19, the pandemic and the lockdown simply accelerated uh, many of the gradual trends that were already apparent. So we've slowly seen uh, digital learning coming into various aspects of school, certainly in in work-related training, uh, it it was almost the norm. And so there was a gradual trend that that this lockdown has really just significantly accelerated. 
And I think uh, for me, as I look into that, uh, you, you know, technology doesn't equal quality education. Uh, technology is just a tool. Uh, we've had many technologies over the years, radio, TV, you know, uh, when I was at school, the overhead projector was the great technology of its time. Then there were computers, there's the internet, you name it. The technology itself doesn't produce quality education. Technology in the hands of a qualified expert teacher creates quality education. And so for me, the focus doesn't need to be on technology. It needs to be on the teacher. Um, technology can amplify the impact of a great teacher, uh, but unfortunately, it does nothing for a poor teacher. It, uh, it, it really doesn't. And so for me, the focus is on the teacher as we develop uh, our, our understanding of, of digital pedagogy. And for me, as you, as you think about it, there, there are three aspects, I think, to, to kind of creating great learning. First, you have to have a theory. Uh, Jerry, uh, Jeremy, yes. can we go through those three aspects after the break? I need to go to a yes, break quickly. Yes, of course. Excellent. Sure. 20 minutes to 10, we are in conversation with uh, Jeremy Gibbon, who's a director at uh, the Jake's uh, um, Girlwell Fellowship, and who is also a former high school principal. And we are talking about the importance for South Africa to ensure that uh, we have enough educators or teachers by 2025 to offer quality education late night conversations with patricia Anduli, monday to thursday 10 p.m till midnight A-teamers, to interact with us, uh, you can dial 011-714-2006 or on uh, WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. We're in conversation with uh, Jeremy Gibbon, who's a director at JGF and a former high school principal. We are talking about the way COVID-19 has changed the education landscape, but we also need to focus on the fact that South Africa needs to always offer quality education. And how do we do so without enough educators? So interact with us and uh, remember that we are also available on DSTV channel 814. Jeremy, thank you for staying with us. Now, in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the digital pedagogy, can you tell us where C19 had the most impact? Yeah, um, thanks. Patricia, I, I think for me, the, the interesting thing uh, about considering pedagogy in a digital space is that, um, that there are really three approaches that teachers take when they think about traditional classrooms. So mm-hmm. they have a certain theory about learning. They, they, they kind of know from a theoretical perspective how young people learn. They then design powerful learning activities that are aligned to the curriculum. And then they deploy a certain instructional techniques within the classroom, how to engage learners, how to get them to collaborate, um, and, uh, and then to drive them through the learning. And those three aspects, I think, are quite well understood in our face-to-face classroom. What happened with the push to online was that suddenly our teachers were needing to rethink about those three things in a completely new modality. And, and our theory of how students learn online is not as well developed. Um, our ability to design powerful online learning activities is, is, is in its infancy, I would, I would suggest. Our teachers are not generally well trained and used to that. Um, and suddenly there was a whole host of new instructional techniques. You know, how do you engage young people at the other end of a Zoom call? Uh, how do you get them to collaborate over WhatsApp? Uh, how do you use radio most effectively? And, and so there was a whole new way of having to uh, think about these things. 
And this isn't going to go away. You know, this is going to be with us. Blended learning is going to become the norm. And so at the Jace Havel Fellowship, we've, uh, we've committed to two things for this year. The first is to develop a course for our uh, students that are part of the fellowship, all who are training to become high school teachers, to equip them with these very skills that we're talking about in the digital uh, pedagogy realm. And the second, and this is an invitation I want to extend uh, to anybody listening tonight, uh, especially practicing teachers, is that we're in partnership with the T4 uh, World Education Group, um, who hosted uh, a wonderful collaborative uh, um, World Education Week last year. And this year are hosting the Teacher Tech Summit on the 17th of April. Uh, and we're the, uh, the South African uh, host for that event. Uh, and the invitation is for all teachers in South Africa to sign up uh, and and listen to other teachers from around the world who have expertise in uh, teaching using various uh, digital media and to hear from them what works in their school, in their context, in their country. So we're very excited about that as well. Why is it, uh, Jeremy, so important and critical for us to be focusing on educators' needs to produce world-class um, schools and learners? Now, you know, I uh, personally and Jake's Havel Fellowship as an organization really have, uh, have chosen to stand with the teachers as the unit of change in quality education. You know, Patricia, I'm sure you better than anyone in these late night conversations know that South Africans don't agree about much. We love to argue. We have different points of view on almost everything. But I would, I would argue that when it comes to education, we probably agree on at least three things. We agree that we need to improve our schools and the education system in South Africa. We probably all agree that we need to make sure that what we're teaching our children is useful for the future. So the curriculum needs to be appropriate. And finally, I think we can all agree that uh, we need to narrow the achievement gap between rich and poor uh, students. And, and so as a country, we, we agree on that stuff. And the funny thing is that, that even the best education systems in the world are asking these same three questions. And so when you look at the research to say, well, how do you do this stuff? There is overwhelming uh, uh, evidence that says that the quality of your teachers are the single biggest factor in your education system that's going to create uh, an improvement. So th- there, there are a whole host of other things that are, are, are very important. Curriculum, policy, resources, infrastructure, you, you, know, you name it, they're all important, but none of them matter as much as the quality of our teachers. And that's, so that's where the Jace Cavill Fellowship fits in. We believe that our very best students today should become our teachers for tomorrow, that teaching should become an aspirational profession, that the very best should teach. And uh, it shouldn't be a fallback career. Um, I, I, I think you have uh, children. I certainly have three children. And, and I'm deeply interested in who's teaching them every day at school. And I want the very best people teaching them. Um, th- th- there's a lot of talk about uh, the Finnish education system. You know, Finland's almost held up as a mythical uh, country. And there are very particular reasons why their education system is good. Um, but, but one of the things I love is that they, they have a policy that says that they will only let the very best teach. They will only allow their very best students to become teachers. And I love that. I love the notion that says we're not going to let you <laughs> near our children unless you're the very best that we have. And so that's the line we want to take. We, we want 
the very best students in our country to be the ones that are leading the schools, that are in the classrooms, engaging with our children every day. And that's why I'm so privileged to work with incredible students we have at Jade Savile Fellowship, because we believe that they represent some of the very best young people in the country, and we're delighted that they have committed their uh, studies and their future career to improving education in this country. But is there a big uptake from young people uh, to become educators? No, that's a, it's such an interesting question, and, and the answer is yes and no. <laughs> there, there are a number of factors that impact. The first factor that's relevant is that in times of economic downturn, we actually see the numbers of, of, of uh, um, students applying teaching increase and we see the quality of teachers increasing and there's a factor there about economic uncertainty and and the the, the general um, security that that the teaching profession provides so that's one aspect if you look at the numbers in South Africa um, as a total number of of teachers in the country we are reasonably on track uh, although um, uh, uh, there, there are uh, certainly a, a larger number of older teachers who will retire over the next decade or so and at that point, we are potentially going to see some shortages, and particularly in some specific uh, um, subjects. And so it's those areas where some of the greatest work needs to happen, and, uh, and government certainly is doing that, has been doing that for a while through the Funds of the Shaka Bursary Program, encouraging young people to consider uh, a, a career in teaching. Do you feel that uh, this, these efforts that are being put together are going to help us to reach to that 456,000 teachers by 2025? If I knew the answer to that, I'm sure somebody would give me a, <laughs> a fabulous job. It's a difficult one to answer, uh, Patricia. And, uh, you know, there are two aspects to this. The one is the quantity of teachers. We obviously need te- a teacher in every classroom. But for me, the bigger question is we need a quality teacher in every classroom. We, we, we need somebody who is committed, somebody who has the, the subject matter expertise, who is well-trained, uh, who understands curriculum and policy, who's willing to, you know, to be a social activist within the education field. Those are the people that we need. And I think we can do it. I, I think that there is a collective understanding and agreement within the country and, you know, we, as we kind of track these things internationally, we're seeing this groundswell of appreciation and acknowledgement for the critical role that education plays uh, in, 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 a, uh, in a country, uh, in, in terms of, of job opportunities, in terms of economic growth. And so I think we are seeing that gradual upswell of appreciation for the critical role of teachers. And, and we want to bring our voice into that conversation that says, let's not just get enough teachers, let's get enough uh, great teachers. Let's get enough quality teachers so that the education system that uh, all of our students are experiencing is a high quality one that we're not having to do the kind of emergency tutoring and support right at the end that many are doing and, uh, you know, Prime Stars are doing an amazing job in that space. But let's have the kind of system where we have quality teaching right throughout that is supporting our students. On WhatsApp, Kaba, who's in uh, Ed Dimbaza, says, uh, good evening, Patricia, and your honorable guest. My view about this beautiful topic is from a perspective of a teacher from a rural area, township mm. school, especially mm. in the Eastern Cape, mm. as well as other provinces. How do you collaborate with the provincial education department in assisting and upgrading the level of the provision of education in these desperate and needy areas? 
What a great, what a great question. And, and what I love is the heart behind that question that says I'm committed to the work, that I recognize that collaboration is key and uh, that we need to work together. And, and so for me, that mindset that, uh, uh, that, that is on display there is the starting point. You know, during lockdown, we saw some amazing initiatives from teachers, uh, a huge uh, WhatsApp initiative of students of, I mean, of teachers of similar grades and similar subjects getting together on WhatsApp, sharing ideas, sharing resources. Um, we, we saw a number of other online uh, groups, ZA Collaborative, uh, Education Collaborative, getting together to promote this kind of collaboration. And, and it's that groundswell, I think, that is, that is starting to, to push things uh, collaboration with between schools and and education departments is is always tricky. Uh, I've been a teacher and a principal for for decades, and I've experienced that for the inside. and And for me, the word there is is resilience. One one needs to recognise that it's a long journey, and uh, whilst it's not an easy one always, we have to work together. We just have to. Um, it's our children. It's your children. It's my children. Uh, who are uh, the recipients of the work that we do. And so we need to remain resilient. We need to remain committed and continue to work on that kind of collaboration as hard as it is. And, uh, and, and, and I know exactly what that caller is, is in, uh, implying. And uh, this one here, um, they didn't give us their names, but it says completely agree with Mr. Gibbon. Uh, teachers play a massive role in the education sector, but also in the well-being of learners. With the impact of COVID-19, many teachers, unfortunately, were not equipped on how to work with technology and understandably so, which led to teachers ultimately focusing on technology and how to work it and forgetting about the well-being of learners which is a vital aspect to quality teachers produce quality education which will ultimately produce quality and positive societies let me go to an anonymous here who's holding on the line good evening atima anonymous and good evening to you patricia and to your guest and sorry you have to walk so many stairs up but it's good for your legs hey listen to your muscles two days muscular dystrophy Uh, 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 uh. that's not what i signed up for (laughs) okay i just want to contribute to your show and say that you know what i'm I'm inquiring how many subjects should a teacher um, uh, have uh, you know in their qualification to, to enable them to teach should it be just one subject like maybe just history or maybe just geography or maybe just maths or a blend of few Thank you for the question, Thank Anonymous. You. Let's Thank allow you. Jeremy to respond. Mm, good question. Thank you for that. Um, and we, we love answering questions like this because it speaks right into that space of, uh, of initial teacher education. So at primary school level, uh, teachers tend to specialize around a phase and often become uh, a generalist, able to teach across a couple of subjects. Uh, within the high school, uh, initial teacher education programs tend to focus on two specialist teaching subjects. So often someone would focus, for instance, in history and English. Um, and, uh, and when they're then in a school, they might specialize teaching just one of them. But certainly the teachers that I've worked with often enjoyed teaching two different subjects. It gave them a, a different way to engage uh, with, uh, with the students. So normally two at high school. Uh, at primary school, there is some specialization, uh, certainly in the, in the higher grades. But in the earlier years, tends to be more generalist across a grade. 
All right. And uh, um, I've got another um, caller coming in, but we'll get to that uh, very soon. What I want to find out from you now, uh, you know, Jeremy, is that how do we then encourage young stars to take up education as uh, a career how mm. do we encourage our children because it's not it's not the most glamorous is it because it's not <laughs> known to be the most paying and what young people want are titles and pay mm-hmm. well uh, listen my uh, my answer to that is uh, um we, we we have a tradition at, at jake's level fellowship where we ask everybody we engage with uh who their favorite teacher was and why so, Patricia, w- would you mind if I, before I answer that question, I promise I will. <laughs> Who was your favorite teacher at school and why? Sure, I still remember her and I still yeah. love her dearly. Uh, she was my English teacher yes. from grade 10 until grade 12. Yeah, um, yeah Miss Jones. Miss Jones, wonderful. Now, what I would say to young people is if you want to have a career where somebody is going to remember you, where you're going to have an impact, then teaching is that kind of career. If in 10, 15, 20 years' time, you're going to meet people who look you in the eye and say, you know what, you had an impact in my life, then teaching is your career. If you're the kind of teacher who's interested or the kind of person who's interested in in social justice and social change in South Africa, teaching and classrooms are an amazing vehicle for social change and a drive towards social justice. If you want to become incredibly wealthy, no, don't choose teaching. <laughs> there are much easier ways to make money, trust me. But if you're interested in, in making a difference in people's lives, of impacting on a daily basis, of having a long-term legacy-type uh, effect, then teaching is the kind of thing uh, to, uh, to focus on. You know, I wish we had more time. I can take for 30 seconds uh, Jay mm. who's on the line because it's already mm. time for the news. Uh, okay. A-team Jay. I'm giving you only 30 seconds because I need to go to Zolega. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, good evening to our guest. Hello. I just want to say one of the highest calling is teaching. And if you, uh, I was tested in this manner, they asked me what I loved about school the best. I said, I love my English and history lesson. Mm. And then the person asked me, don't you love your teacher? I said, no, the next teacher is also going to come and teach me English and history. <laughs> and that continues. And the, the best award I see a teacher could get is when a student really excels mm. and get ahead in life. And because they are the future generations that are going to mm. look after the mm. community. Thank you very much, Thank Jane. you for the lovely program. Thank you. Jeremy, um, mm. can you quickly give us a website where we can get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. The website is jgfellowship.org, jgfellowship.org. And if you go there, you can uh, nominate somebody who you think will be a great future teacher uh, for the Jake Hevel Fellowship. Or if somebody listening thinks they know somebody who should apply, you can apply there. Uh, If you're interested in the T4 Tech Summit, you'll be able to click on a link there to register. So push through to jgfellowship.org. And you'll find out all the information you need. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, You're most welcome. Thanks for the time. It's uh, a minute past 11. Time for the news bulletin with Zulega Kodash.